Hey Claire, want to talk about sexy books today? Yeah, I do, Blythe. Awesome. <laughs> when you need a sexy escape from a world that's gone insane, erotic fiction with romantic diction, we've got some wrecks if you care to listen. We all have an itch to scratch between our mind and thighs. So So I just wanted to talk about audio porn. Ooh. Do you ever listen to audio porn? No. I mean, I listen to romance novels Well, as audio, but I don't think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, because the sex scenes, like, never come at the right time and stuff when right. I'm listening to it for and porn. And people are, like, <laughs> like, making sex noises. Exactly, exactly. Okay, well, audio porn is full of sex noises. I just, like, discovered this, like, a few weeks or months ago. I'm not sure. Like, have you ever seen, um, like, porn videos that are, like, jerk-off instructions where it's, like, a girl just, like, talking to a guy and, like, telling... Oh, not to a guy, but I've seen a girl talk about blowjobs and it was explicit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it kind of reminds me of like jerk off instructions, but it's like. With like a dildo, right? Or no? Well, it's all only audio. So like you just listen to it and it's just a person. It's like a one-sided conversation in like a fantasy situation. And they're just like talking you through whatever the fuck they're doing. Like it could be anything from like, you're just like, like phone sex right it's like oh. but like you can also just like put yourself fully like i just can fully put myself in the situation because it's just like i'll be jerking off in the dark yeah. listening to it and you can like do anything nice. <laughs> do I you mean, listen to is it men narrating it or women or both both Excellent. i mean you can really find like anything in the world which is just what I like think is so exciting. Porn-wise. Exactly. But like this is a whole world that was just like completely unknown yeah. to me before. Where do you find it? Um, I mean there's some on there's like lots on Pornhub and stuff like that. Oh. If you just search like audio porn. Um How long are they usually? There's such a wide variety. Sure. It could be like five sense. minutes or it could be like an hour full, Ooh. like immersive experience. And you could be like cuddling with your sweet boyfriend or you could be like getting railed by the devil himself like (gasps) excellent (laughs) the human imagination is a beautiful thing honestly it's just been like a really big boon for me because I don't know like about you but like a lot of times when I'm watching porn I'm just like not sure about the like things that I want to see aren't always things that feel okay like like, I don't know the ethics of, like, yeah. if I want to watch Rough Sex, for example, right. I don't always know the ethics of the porn that went into, like, making that and how the person was treated. Mm-hmm. And that can, like, affect my enjoyment, which I think is fine. Yeah. <laughs> and audio porn just has no victims or, like, potential. And I'm not, like, against porn either yeah. at all. I but, know. like, I'm very pro-ethical porn, obviously. Yes. And but it's just hard to know. It's very hard unless you're, like, actually paying for a service, which, like, like 
I just don't feel committed enough to at this point. Yeah. I just don't feel like I watch porn often enough for that. Yeah. But I'm all about the audio porn now, so I just wanted to spread the word. I'm so glad you said that because it had literally never occurred to me that that could be a thing. And that sounds really appealing to me because that's what it is. Like, that's when I'm masturbating. It's It's like like a completely immersive. Yeah, like I'm in my bed before going to sleep and I'm just like laying there and I can fully like get into something like that. And even like logistically, you don't want to be holding up a screen. Or even however you're holding the screen or looking at the screen, I feel like. Well, yeah, because I just have headphones in and you can just put the phone down next to you and like masturbate. (laughs) You don't have to look at something or, yeah, like have your laptop in like a weird position. Mm -hmm. It's just great. Well, I appreciate it. I'm going to give it a try. Awesome. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Sounds amazing. I can't even imagine. I'm excited to just see what, like, the search comes up with. Yeah, honestly, like, the first time I did it, there was just, like, so many, like, fantasies to choose from that I couldn't choose one, and I was just, like, skipping around too much, and I masturbated for, like, two hours, and it was ridiculous. Awesome. But it was great. It was so fun. And, like... I mean, I people are just constantly posting new stuff, too. So there's just never any, like, dearth of material. That's true also of all porn. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Including romance novels. Mm-hmm. There's never a dearth. Because people are always creating new stuff. Which brings us yes. to our romance novel, which was very mm-hmm. porny in the best way. <sighs> yes. I mean, you said this when we were talking off mic but that it's not classified as romance but oh I did look it up and I think it is technically erotica perfect but I've read erotica before and I still felt like this had a lot more context and like story than the other erotica I've read I mean it definitely did I feel like I took a lot out of it and I could tell you pretty thoroughly about all of the characters mm-hmm. and, and they, they all, all have, have stuff like going on. a plot arc and yeah. like problems and everything yeah they felt like real people mm-hmm. the scenarios were like in some moments i was like this is like literally pulled from the most basic porn but <laughs> not in a bad way no <laughs> it was great there's really i mean yeah that's that's why it is erotica is that like there are really long sex scenes um which i loved and i thought they were very well written <laughs> yeah well do you want to um read the description yeah and we should say what the book is do you want to say what it is the book is room for three with a question mark with a question mark (laughs) by katrina jackson Mm -hmm. and it's part of the erotic accommodation series which i think there's like maybe three of them that are all about erotic accommodations i (laughs) haven't explored the other ones yet but i I think i reason why i wouldn't yeah i think i definitely will um Okay, so let me read the description. Um, When Precious rents Callie and Mike's spare bedroom, she's in the middle of a housing crisis and feeling betrayed by her best friend. When Mike and Callie rent their spare room to Precious, their relationship is hanging on by a thread. 
None of them expect anything more from their roommate, roommate situation than cheap rent in a prime location. So they're all surprised to find a deep well of affection and lust that makes them think that maybe their perfect relationship and bed has room for three. Room for Three is the first in a new series of erotic novellas about sexy entanglements behind closed doors. Excellent. Um, perfect description. So I think right off the bat, what was awesome about this book was that the vibes were sexy from the start. Like, they set the stage, certainly. Immediately. But yeah, like, page three, there's some serious horniness happening. Amazing. Oh my god, I loved it. Like, from the very beginning, everything was so sensual and just, like, so focused on the details of these people noticing each other. Yeah. And Close. just being, like, immediately attracted to each other. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So Precious is, um, I'm, I think they're all kind of the main character. I'm waffling between Precious yeah. and Callie being the main characters. Yeah. Mike does have a storyline. I feel personally less invested in it, but Well, and it was kind me. of like the least thorny storyline also, right. I think. Like, he didn't have too much of a problem. <laughs> yes, which made him a good support system for our other characters. Mm-hmm. But Precious um, is about to move into a new apartment with her friend Laura. They're both grad students. And like the day before, Laura decides that she's moving in with Dr. Friedlander, <laughs> who's like a professor or Something where it's not kosher for the... He's like the chair of the department, I think. And so it's hush-hush, and Precious doesn't think it's a good idea, but also she's like, doesn't have a place to stay now. So she's got a... Terrible friend on Laura's part. Terrible. And I really feel like you could go either way in this book of like, is Laura dead to us or is she? And I was really pleased. I mean, I I really like a motif of like forgiveness and stuff. And Mm -hmm. and I feel like this book captured that. Um, It didn't let her off the hook necessarily. A little bit on the like rent part specifically, but but, like she was talked to about it, but ultimately we're still friends and Mm -hmm. she still deserves support and stuff. Anyway, that's a fast forward though, because Precious (laughs) is, nervous about staying with other people she's watched the true crimes <laughs> but even just like oh yeah having to find a roommate last minute sounds like a fucking nightmare to me i mean i feel like the only the only time i've ever gotten a i've gotten a random roommate twice in my life both like first and second year of college those are the only times i ever stayed with someone i didn't know in advance yeah me too I feel like that's the only time of life that I could ever tolerate that. Like, otherwise, I need to meet horrible. the person It was horrible. I hated it. <laughs> they have to at least be a friend of a friend. So a lot of empathy yeah. to Precious on this. But she really, really fucking lucked out. Yeah, because <laughs> who opens the door but two... Literal models. Literal models. <laughs> and the first thing she says is, I had a dream about you, too. Because they were, like, on a Times Square billboard. And yes. so she's, like, all embarrassed. But it's fine because the models are both, Callie and Mike, are really hot from Precious, for Precious right from the start. Just immediately. Yeah. And it starts from, like, Mike's point of view where he's like, oh, shit. I, Bonerville galore. <laughs> 
And, but like, what he's seeing in Callie, who he had just had a fight with, and they're like having fights kind of regularly because she's like kind of. She's very like closed up. She has a really hard time communicating and like saying what she's feeling or what she needs. Exactly. But Callie is like getting very touchy with Precious right from the get go. Right like, Precious is feeling awkward because of the blurting out thing and Callie is like rubbing her back and her leg and like um, Mike is just like oh we could not pick this roommate I'm too (laughs) horny about all of this but then they do and then Callie's just immediately like well I think that we want you to move in right Mike and Mike (laughs) he's like well okay okay (laughs) he didn't even listen to the conversations no Um, so great start and mm-hmm. then pretty much Very immediately promising. after, Callie and Mike are just, like, so horny about, like, they just talk about how they're shared horniness. It's, like, Callie... Re- admits that she also is very horny for Precious, and then they have, like, a great opening sex scene where mm-hmm. they're, he's, like, fingering her, and he's like, do you wish... Do you want these to be Precious's fingers? And she's like, I want both. both. <laughs> yes. And then back, t- and then and then she's like, Do you want this to be Precious's pussy? And Mike's like, both. both. Even though that would be tough. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still really hot. <laughs> so hot. So they immediately establish that they don't prefer one to the other. They want both. Mm-hmm. Great start. Very nice. Um, and then, um, I feel like they just kind of immediately get into a zone where they're, like, constantly hugging and cuddling, like, they're doing bathroom stuff together, they're basically doing everything together, um, wearing kind of revealing clothing sometimes. And, well, hopefully I'm not skipping too far ahead. You're not. But, um. I can already tell. Well, it's just like it skips ahead eight months. Yeah. And oh, right. Precious is like waking up in the morning, masturbating to the sounds of Callie and Mike having sex, which yeah. she apparently does every morning and has done every morning for eight months. I felt a lot of <laughs> empathy for that. I was like, I would 100% do that. Oh, I'm a very routine no, I person too. Agree. I just felt bad for her. <laughs> I, I was like, eight months of this man. I mean, but also good. I mean, there's two ways to wake up. There's a alarm telling you you have to go to your shitty job and classes, <laughs> or there's your neighbor's fucking prompting your morning orgasm. You're right. So I didn't feel bad for her. I felt very empathetic, though. I was like, this is exactly the routine that I would have set up, too. I'd be like, Well, and they're like, they always, Mike and Callie have sex every morning, and they, like, start out really quiet. But, like, as they go on, they, like, lose their inhibitions, and they don't care anymore. So, like, they clearly just end every morning having really loud sex. So... And I think I would do that, too. Yeah. And she can't hear what they're saying, but what they're saying is, like, do you wish these were Precious's fingers Yeah. Stuff? <laughs> so it's like, no, we could be having so much fun together. Yes. It's foreshadowing, though. And, I mean, pretty soon after that, they do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, 
But they do, like, go into, like, more of the lives of them. Like, we know that Callie's got some, like, family secrets. She kind of comes Mm -hmm. off as, like, being stuck up. Well, and we know she goes to therapy because she has all this trouble, like, communicating and opening up. Yeah. Um, And Mike is having challenges with his modeling modeling agency. Yeah. They, like, his main agent left the agency but then he was still with the agency, but he just didn't feel like anybody was fighting for him so hard at the agency. And it goes a lot into, like, well, not a lot, but at least a little bit. It just touches on, like, the realities of being, like, a because Callie's black mm-hmm. and Mike is Asian. Right. And so, like, it just touches on, like, being a model yeah. as a minority person. Like, Callie goes to, like, a photo shoot, and they don't have someone who can do black hair at first, and yeah. that's, like, a whole thing. And they have, like, a hard bristle brush and, like, no leave-in conditioner. Yeah. I don't just like, like complete, I fully know, but, like, it even Really sounds... unprepared. Right. Exactly. <laughs> to, like, kind of a racist yeah. Point. I and would then she say. has to be like, no, you cannot touch my hair with your like inexperienced yeah. whatever. You're gonna like fuck up my hair. And then they head. think that she's like a diva. Yeah. And or I mean, in that moment it's not even clear if they do, but like you can see how she's like It's exhausting They're gonna think that I'm her. a diva. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that they did I mean, let's be honest. They probably, probably did. But the point is that that's like a really frustrating thing to have to like hold the line about because that should be the bare minimum. Right. If you're a fucking model, they should know how to do your hair. Don't they want you to look good? <laughs> exactly. It's very strange. Exactly. But it does seem like a white man thing of just like, yeah, oh, and a I makeup know, artist or like, a hair stylist. I know that even now that is a rampant problem. Yeah, exactly. And then like with Mike, he's just like, I don't feel like I ever even belonged at this agency. Like nobody even like fought for me except for my agent. And yeah. like they seem to like not think I should yeah. be there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like we really feel for all of the characters. I feel like Precious is like her her main direct struggle is that she is very sexually frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> but then she's got which kind of fine. the side thing with her friend, which is also, which we already highlighted, that the friend is... Because then it turns out that the... It, like, comes out that the friend is with this... Um, what did you describe him as? Like, the head... Oh, the, he's, like, the chair, the chair of whatever department they're in. The sociology, right. I guess, department. And so he's, like, getting investigated, but now all of the department is, like holding it against the friend and Precious is trying to back up her friend um, even though she's a little... She's like very stressed about that. Yeah. And they just really feel like they know that this guy is not going to get in trouble and that all of this is going to land on the young student Mm -hmm. and not the old guy who cheated on his wife. Right. Who's the fucking department head. Right. (laughs) Right. So um... So, anyway, back to the sexy parts, though. They've really started... The way that I was thinking about this, because, like, there's all the, like, cuddling and touching and, like, Precious talks about, like, oh, I'm just justifying it. Like, this is what normal roommates do, Yeah, she's always like, well, I don't have that much experience with roommates, so maybe (laughs) it's normal for your roommate to just, like, 
caress your body every time you come home. Yeah, like hold you around the waist when you're just like in the kitchen. Yeah, like Like rub your boobs together. Yeah, Yeah. and there's a great scene um, where it's their AC is broken. This was one of my favorite parts. I loved it's just like there is like a good amount of like longing and pining before they actually have sex. But what's so cool about the structure of this is that you still have a couple who are Having able to sex. have sex. Yes. And yes. then fantasize about this next level thing. Yes. So perfect. It's such a perfect way. So then you don't have to go through the pitfalls that we always talk about where you're like getting together and then you have to come up with some reason to keep the tension there yes. for oh the rest God, of the book. I completely agree. It was, it was brilliant. wonderful. Yes. <laughs> And they were like, like would wink at each other, like right as Precious would leave the kitchen. They would like yeah, fuck in the kitchen. Start, yeah, they would just start <laughs> fucking like every time she left the room. Yes. And so the time when their AC dies, yeah. um, Callie bought some popsicles. Yeah. And everybody gets a popsicle and like. Mike can't even handle it. You know, it. they're doing, like, their blowjob faces on their popsicles. And Which Mike just you have can't. to do. Yeah. There's no other way to eat a popsicle. Popsicles are, exist, I'm pretty sure, to train you how to not use teeth on dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's so not their explicit true. purpose. It's definitely, like, equal. That's the skill that you gain from a popsicle. It's true. Yeah. I mean, you can't... Uh, yeah. I remember... I. I remember I ate a popsicle one time when I was a camp counselor, like, in front of these boys. And it was, like, the funniest thing in the world because they just, like, watched me eat it so intensely. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't doing anything weird. I don't even think I... It would be hard to eat a popsicle and not be, like, fully 100% aware of that. Which I wasn't I when mean, I was a kid. now I am, yeah. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I'd be like, yeah, I could stick the whole popsicle down my throat. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> Let me show you guys. <laughs> For real. But anyway, they're doing like, at some point, because I feel like they're just kind of like grooming each other. I don't want to use the, like, bad word of grooming because they're all, like, consensual adults. Yeah. And they are... creating an environment that suggests that we can just, like, basically be naked or near close to naked and be touching all the time. Because they even say at some point, like, Callie says, like, oh, I just love to be naked. And Precious is like, well, you don't have to wear clothes just because I'm here. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, clearly everybody is interested even though they're all like insecure that the other people aren't into it right it's very clear that they all are right and I can feel that like you get into a place where you're like this is what's normal for us and I don't want to be like reading into it because I might ruin what we have here exactly but then Callie just kind of makes it happen where they're I don't even they're like in the bathroom I don't think there was like they all had a impotence. really, they all had a bad day, oh. like a very bad day. Got it. Yeah. I think it's the day that Mike, mm, it might be the day he quits or it might be like just a day that he has a really bad modeling shoot and sh- Callie has her like shitty shoot with the hairdresser. Mm. I forget, something happens to Precious that day with like the professor guy. Yeah. And they all come home, and they're all, like, depressed. And actually, I thought this was really cool where Mike comes home, and Callie's in a bad mood, and he's just like, oh, like, 
I'm in a really bad mood. I guess I'll just like give her space and like maybe after I shower, we'll both feel better. Yeah. Um, but he takes a shower and he doesn't feel better afterwards. And he comes out and she's like, oh, well, I'm going to go take a shower too. And he's like, you could have showered with me. And she's like, well, you didn't ask me. And then he thinks, I wrote down this quote. He said, um, he wondered if she would have said yes if he'd asked her to shower with him, if it could have been that easy to just ask her for what he needed. Yeah, they have like some real... Real communication issues. Though I really related to it because like I've definitely had so many times like that where like me and my husband were both in bad moods and I just couldn't be the one to like bring it up mm-hmm. and it's like I know that we both could get past this if one of us could just say something yeah. but neither of us can right now yeah. and like but then Precious comes home yeah. and she like alleviates all of that tension and all of that like pressure yeah which I totally get me too <laughs> I mean this was such a cool book. I I was really excited to explore this book because I'm always really interested in like monogamish relationships or or whatever like polyamorous or or whatever bringing other folks into the fold and how I really do think that that's something that can work. I um, think it's something that totally can work and like should work more often. Like I exactly. do think this past year with pandemic, sorry, not to like fully get off track, but um, has just made me think a lot more about like how our society is so fully structured around couples yeah. and nothing else. And it like really leaves out single people and any other kind of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're built for a little more community than that anyway. But yeah. I think I think like... <sighs> what I've taken from our culture or like the what we as collectively think is like that could never work like someone's gonna get jealous or it's some sort of band-aid for something else and I really don't think that that's true and I think that it's important to have other examples and what sucks is that I feel like the examples that exist in people's minds are like like Mormons being polyamorous and I don't love that because there's all the other stuff about Mormons tied into it. That is like, that, yeah, not to, it is a patriarchal religion that exactly. is like oppressive to women. I think we can say that. Right. Even though <laughs> I still would say that like, I, I'm sure that there's lots of Mormon relationships that are pretty high functioning and mm-hmm. but I just think like you can't just tie poly polyamory to especially a religious model like exactly that, where exactly. like the man is the head of the household and everything exactly and I feel like this book was such a great illustration of like this isn't just like an add-on even it's not just like everyone is mm-hmm. just like obviously everyone is really horny but they're also like emotionally need precious they're as a part all, of this relationship. Like, yeah, they're all a piece of this puzzle that yeah. like works to matches together really well. And I fully see it like I do think it's insane that we are set up in this culture that says that like your husband or wife should be everything to you. Mm-hmm. And like that they should be your entire support system yeah. and the and only person you can rely on. 
And it's so much pressure for one person. Like, yeah. one person really, truly can't fulfill all of your needs. That's why we're all in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. But, and I mean, that's why, like, you have your friends and stuff. But I just think we 100% should be open to, like, bringing more people in romantically or or valuing or our friends more. I was going to, like, even just having more, like, romantic friendships and more, like, affectionate friendships yeah. and like relationships outside of your marriage or whatever yeah yeah so oh, I thought that that was what really like made me want to talk about this book was like I think it's a really great illustration of that and they don't and they I think they like toe the line here or like they they just walk the line really beautifully of like not getting too bogged down in the whatever about being three people like for them three people like they have this moment after they get together they're like like even in this scene this this oh we didn't even describe the scene but they like start um i think callie is like can i take your clothes off they're having a really she had a really bad day precious comes home and like basically just starts crying i think and is really sad and they like all go into the bathroom yeah which, like, they already did, apparently, anyway, before, like, they all did their, like, skincare routine together yeah, and like stuff. like, brushing their teeth and stuff. And, yeah, they just, like, undress Precious and, like, put her in the shower. Yeah. And it's very, like, loving and caring. Yeah. And then Precious goes in the shower. hmm And Mike and Callie leave. And then they're like, okay, are you really doing this? And it was a really beautiful moment because... Mike, um, because Callie was like, is this just my thing? Like, there was, like, Mike was sort of feeling like Callie was more into Precious than she was into him. him. Yeah. And, and Callie was like, if this, is this just my thing? Because if it's just me, like, we shouldn't do this. Like, we need to work on our relationship if this is just you doing this for me. Um, and that was really moving to Mike. And he's like, no, I'm just as into her as you are, but, like, it's so good to hear that you would give her up for me because you do care about me. Such a quintessential moment in this, I think, to, like, make this work, to, like, make sure that everyone feels like they're equally important. It's so much... uh, I just read this thing the other day that was saying how romance novels get, like, criticized for being unrealistic all the time, but actually every romance novel hinges on some humongous problem that requires communication to solve. Like, it's just all about communication. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And sometimes it's, like, laughably easy to solve, but it's still kind of realistic because I've had such laughably easy problems to solve that I could not talk about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after they like in as a part of that conversation they just like really decide they've been fantasizing about this for a long time but are they actually ready to make it not a fantasy anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and they then have that communication. And then, pre- well, and then they're like, well, they're, they come yeah. to like an agreement. They're like, yes, yes, we're both fully into this. Yeah. They're like, well, I guess we need to find out if Precious is into this. Yeah. And she like walks out of the shower naked yes. and is like, excuse me, of course I'm into this. I was being clear in the bathroom. <laughs> when we were ago. all naked, right? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and yeah. then there's some. Uh, hot shit for a long time it's and they crazy. do a great job of having like 
many scenes. No Dude, drums, I just don't, I don't, scenes. Yeah, like, I don't know how erotica writers do it, honestly. Yeah. Like, I can't even think of, like, so many different ways to describe fucking that are all different. Well, <laughs> it was really great because I feel like this is, like... Mike would go, like, he was having whatever was happening with the agency, and then he's like, ooh, I'm so stressed, and then I'm coming home, and oh, Callie's head is between Precious's legs. I will forget about it and be involved with this, and then a little description of what's going on, and then next, like, that was kind of the formula for a little bit, was like, here's the problem, and then I come home, and it's like, This is my sanctuary, like, yes, (laughs) (laughs) fully, fully fucktasia. And they have, like, a moment where they're like, is this sustainable, is this gonna end, but then they just couldn't, like, it was clearly working. Like, they had already been living together. They were already basically a couple before they added the sex element, so... Which really seems like a good way to do it to me. I mean, they had a pretty good, like, system down before they started fucking that was still very, like, intimate and everything. And it felt... I mean, I think that this was a really great system for everyone, But Callie especially had some, like, real emotional growth. Because I think Mm -hmm. that, like, what we end up learning is she's kind of aloof, but it's hiding what is really, like, a lot of neediness. A lot of neediness and insecurity that she just, like, can't voice. And when I was reading this, I was like, I mean, what a great way to, like, support that is, like, I actually need more than one like one I'm gonna drive one person bananas Mm -hmm. well and that was part of the thing too was like she was always afraid of showing affection Mm -hmm. to Mike because she didn't want to come off as too needy and then he wouldn't want her anymore she Mm -hmm. was afraid but having precious just like lightens the load and like alleviates that extreme pressure of being everything to somebody yeah or relying on one person for everything Mm-hmm. Um, another benefit of this uh, arrangement is then, in a very sexy way, Mike and Callie could tell Precious about each other's, like, what gets each other off. Like, yes. Mike would be like, and then you just pinch her clit a little here, <laughs> and she's going to be dripping down her thighs. How lucky. That's one of the worst parts about having a new relationship is having to treat or, like, having show to someone. Teach them everything. <laughs> yes. And it's so sexy if a third party <laughs> is describing it so that you don't have to, like, make put words together while you're being pleasured, which is hard. Yeah. It sounds amazing. I mean, it sounds like magic honestly that you would just like find this perfect person that you're both attracted to yeah and you all like get along awesomely but it does sound like magic but it doesn't sound like totally unrealistic especially if it was like a common thing that happened like if people were used to thruples existing yes then i feel like it would be super common like i bet that there would be Basically, no single ladies. Well, yeah, (laughs) if they didn't want to be, there's no reason we have to be couples. It's just based on this idea that like 
you can't love more than one person right. ultimately like right. like you have to have this one person up on a pedestal and right. like you couldn't possibly love more than one person like that right but we already <laughs> know that that's not true because people have like so many kids and they love all of those kids yeah. and we know that people's hearts just expand to bring more people to love in if you it's intensely just... love people <sighs> Completely, completely. And I think it's just the fact that people don't think of sex as love. They think of it as, like, too many people think of it as, like, a transaction. That, like, if yeah. you're giving it away to one person, how do you have enough to go around? Or, like, yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't know. There's so much stigma attached to Seems like in anything that's everyone's unusual. getting fucked more. I mean, which seems ideal for sure. Yes. Because then you've got but. multiple choices of what can even happen. And maybe you're like not. I mean, how many times has this happened? I know that this happens to people all the time where you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm really into fucking right now. Like, my brain's not really there, but mm -hmm. like, the, my partner really wants to fuck. But, and then, so half the time you choose to do it, half the time you don't. And the times you choose to do it, like, you get into it. I mean, hopefully that... Pretty much always I'm, like, please. I don't think there's yeah. ever been a time almost ever that I've been, like, sad that I decided to have sex. Boom. Exactly. <laughs> now, imagine you're in a throuple. You're like, well, I don't know. I'm not really there yet. And then your two partners are like, we're there. We'll just do it. Uh -huh. And then you're watching... Dude. You're gonna be instantly there. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, I do see how it adds, you know, uh, a layer of like, I don't know what the word is. It's just three people is more than two, so it's more personalities and emotions to deal true. with. It's like having two roommates. I mean, yeah. it's literally almost exactly like having two roommates. Yeah. But I mean, I will say that all the times that I've had like a friend group of mainly three people, it was really tricky. Um, <laughs> like keeping everybody happy, but I feel like two girls and one guy is just like very different than three girlfriends. Yeah, I mean, when I was thinking about, I, I would, I have to like break away from what I think monumentally, which is what I was just talking about. And if I'm just talking about like what I think would work for me, I feel like I would have to be the one to pick the other person. Yeah. <laughs> I really think that my husband would go along with a lot of people, but that it would be really hard if he brought someone to me and was like, what do you think about this person? I'd be like, mm, I fully I would, agree. My I just, mind space would be not as good. Yeah. I do think, though, that I would want it to be a woman. I could not. <sighs> I mean, my my husband <laughs> does not identify as bisexual right now anyway. So in in that sense, it wouldn't work. But also, even if he did, I would be like, <laughs> this is too much. Dude, Probably. too many dicks. <sighs> I mean, let me really think about I don't know. Because in the moment, like, maybe it's going to be someone who's like, I don't know. If they were, like, two, like, masculine men, I think that would be hard for me. That would be very hard for but me. But if one was, like, an effeminate right. man. I would need, like, a very like bi a dude person. if it was going to be a dude. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I don't know. It's not off the table. <laughs> no. Life I mean, 
yeah, I'm still trying to convince my husband that, like, he's a little bit bi. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. I, but I yeah. still think I would prefer another woman. I just really don't think that I want that many dicks in the room. I like. Agree. Oh, and it'll be just so fun in so many ways. I mean, we're going to get to this because, um, well, we're pretty close to the end of the book anyway, but there's, like, an epilogue to the book. Like, fast forward, everybody's shit is just resolved, basically. I don't know right. if you need to, like, go point by point why I don't think it resolved. really matters that much, to be honest. I yeah. don't think that the plot is really important, except for all of the stuff that is based around their, like, communication. Yeah. Which I thought was very dope. Agreed. Um, and I think if there was one that I wanted, I would want to highlight, it's Callie's development because hers is, like, really an emotional development. Like, she has some good breakthroughs with her therapist and is able to, like, reveal some of the things she's been holding in about her family and how she was mm-hmm. treated as, like, um, I think, like, her grandmother was, like, white and, like, a really big bitch to her because she was the darker one of her sisters or probably just because she's her black granddaughter but just like having to deal with all of that trauma that comes with that um and being able to reveal that ultimately like she hadn't been able to talk to mike about it but with precious yes coming into the fold she just like became she was like less she was less. She knew that two people loved her when her mm-hmm. grandmother had told her that no one was gonna love her. Exactly. And, and I fully get that. Like, there's just something about the three of them that like she can open up more and feel more secure and not feel so like on the ledge. Yeah. Explaining herself. Yeah. So fast forward they like the end of the book they all like move into a new apartment together a bigger apartment and then there's an epilogue and the epilogue (laughs) takes place four years later and um precious has like an assignment or a new program some (laughs) reason why she needs to move to new mexico which sounds dope sounds dope but I mean, it, I think the, there, I mean, it, it's an epilogue, so it's not very long, but she's like, Ooh, I mean, you guys really don't have to move to New York, like, we, or they all live <laughs> in New York there, so you don't have to move to New Mexico, and like, are you going to be able to find work, and whatever, and they're like, yeah, we're going to be fine, and we're all going to be able to afford a house, because it's New Mexico, and not friggin' New York City. It seems really great to be a model because I think you could just live anywhere probably I agree and also four years into being like relatively successful I feel like you know they're already it's kind of like I mean it shouldn't be this way but I feel like it's a little bit like being a athlete where you kind of have to make a lot of money and then you most people kind of age out of it Mm -hmm. so they're probably like ready for a new thing i don't i don't remember the epilogue as well but the point is that they're like yay we're all moving to new mexico and we're gonna have a house together and let's try to have a baby (laughs) and um precious is like wait which one of us is gonna carry the baby and callie's like whichever one of us gets pregnant first (laughs) it sounded like the freaking dream then you don't have to worry about infertility because you got like so many more odds that you're gonna be Mm -hmm. fertile you don't have to worry as much about child care because you got a whole 50% 50% more child care involved. Oh, my God. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. This is, like, the main reason why I would want to be in a <laughs> But I feel like it's legit because that's a huge part of, like, 
life for a lot of people. I mean, totally. I think what you said before is that, like, we are meant for community and we so many of us probably like most of us don't have the communities that we are supposed to have Mm -hmm. like historically and the communities that like are useful for raising families without going insane (laughs) Mm -hmm. and feeling really overwhelmed um i don't know maybe the thruple is the way of the future maybe we'll see more thruples i think we should personally <sighs> Me too. I, I would really love do. to have just like a, I mean, I guess this is rude. This would just be like a unicorn, but just like a, you know, occasional throuple person. <laughs> that's, a, that's not, I don't think that's rude. I just like this example from the book is one example, but mm-hmm. what I think it should really show is like, you know how we've read book like, At this point, obviously, there's still a lot of, like, struggles with acceptance when it comes to, like, homosexuality and, and, like, like specifically same-sex attraction, but it's gotten a lot more visibility. And, like, I think, as we've read in other books, like, with, um, like, I, did we, I can't even, did we do a podcast about, um, Yes, about um, the uh, asexual woman. I've mm-hmm. read so many. <laughs> um, is it called A Lot Like Love? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so we read about her, and she was like, yeah, that's not, like, how do you explain asexuality to people then? Like, how do you... And then talking about how, like, her asexuality is very specific, where it's not aromantic, it's asexual, mm-hmm. and and it is romantic, um, like, she expresses herself and she does want a relationship like an exclusive relationship and there's such a huge spectrum of Mm -hmm. what asexual means and what it means for her and exactly and it just it just i've said it a hundred times already on this pretty new podcast but (laughs) it's sexuality is a galaxy and like you hear about asexuality that's its entire solar system with a hundred planets and asteroids and stars and all of the things that you could be there and then you learn about thruples that could be a million different things too it doesn't have to look like this it doesn't have to be a couple with one other person full time it could be anything yeah oh my god you're so (laughs) totally right because also, like, I, I don't even, I'm just, like, thinking out loud. But I follow this woman on Twitter who's, like, very into, like, being single. And that's, like, she just talks a lot about, like, how you don't need a partner in life at all if you don't yes. want um, And you can still get fucked. Yeah, you could be part of some sort of casual thruple or yeah, something. You exactly. know, there's just so many options and possibilities that, like... Our society just doesn't even acknowledge as choices. <laughs> but man, this specific thruple does really appeal to me. I mean, oh my god, not me these too. People, because I do think Kelly would be a little needy for me. How she gets like she does everyone seem a little gets a little intense. panicky when people don't text back, which would be like a problem for yeah. me. <laughs> but I'm could a you very imagine like I would love even like just having someone else weigh in on like where we're going to dinner, like, be a tiebreaker. Or, like, uh, where we're going to see a movie. Or, like, just a million things. Or you don't want to go on a ride at Disneyland, but then they don't have to go by themselves. Two people can go on it, and I'll wait in line for the hot dogs or whatever. 
Don't get hot dogs at Disneyland. <laughs> get the pretzel. <laughs> this is not a plug for Disneyland. But seriously, sounds though, amazing. Like there, three people for rent. Yeah, I mean there are so many, and I like I love my husband, and I love our relationship, and I wouldn't change it for the world. But I can fully see the appeal of this kind of relationship that like takes some of the pressure off both of you. I'm about to go home and look for a girlfriend. I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> My Seems husband and I have already talked about this. I think I could fully convince him. I think we should just do that. I've already convinced Brian. <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> we should definitely do it. It would be so. Then you wouldn't have to, because like two people, it's not like a third person in a household even like takes up a lot of resources. So you could have like two people working. Ugh. I mean, actually, even in my Sims, my Sims are a throuple. My current nice. Sims that I'm playing are a full on throuple. And <laughs> they did get pregnant together and now they have like kind of twins who are half siblings. That's dope. It is freaking dope. So I'm already I'm already knocking at the door. You know, the only reason I ha- I don't actively pursue it is because like dating seems exhausting that is the biggest thing (laughs) thing, that's what i mean though that's the magic part of it it's like i just want a woman to walk through my door and like be the perfect woman for me and my partner exactly like you look (laughs) at her you're like oh my god you are so cool like Mm -hmm. olivia thurlby walks into my house i'm in love and then i turn and And your husband has a boner Oh, that is the dream. But I, we say, I I don't want to make it seem like it's a total fantasy because I really don't think that it is. I think it's like a totally. No, I completely. A thing that could 100% happen. And, um, and And I think. And it does happen. It It does. Every day. Exactly. (laughs) And I think that we should just make it like if you hear that someone's in. Like a polyamorous relationship, Don't I just be fucking judgmental. Exactly, <laughs> and spreading that even higher. If anybody tells you anything about their life that isn't directly harming or impacting you or other people, then approach it with an live. open mind. Yes. yes, like take it as a moment to learn from someone, and it doesn't. Other people's lifestyle doesn't mean that it has to be your lifestyle. You don't it's have to take it as a threat. It's not a judgment on you. Exactly. <laughs> but it also could open your eyes to something amazing, like audio mm-hmm. porn or something. Like, exactly. you don't know. <laughs> you can't explore things until you know about them, and you approach them with an open mind. A hundred percent. Man, totally. Yeah. Ugh, what a great book. It really was. And I'm so really stoked sexy. to read the other ones yeah. in this series. Yeah. And, yeah, can't emphasize enough how it's, like, a constant horniness. So many sex scenes. I mean, I need to read more erotica. I have found a couple that, um, I started reading a book by Katie Robert, I think is her name, and she has, like, a million erotica books, and, like, the one I'm reading is about a sea witch. Yes! And it's great so far, so I definitely recommend her. (laughs) More witch Romance. Porn. Porn. Romance. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> witches on everything. Pro witches. For real. 
I feel like you're about to say something now. Oh, I just wanted to mention that I was pretty stoked. I feel like this was one of the first things I read where they mentioned even more than once condom use. Oh, yeah. I don't really feel like they talk about condoms very often in the other romance I've read. And it's just nice to see that because, yeah. you know, when you're hooking up with lots of people or like even just a third person. Yeah. It's good to be safe. Yeah, totally. That's um, good PSA. Mm-hmm. Safe sex for all, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's maybe all that I... Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention was just, again, we talked about this in our last episode, about how learning to, like, assert boundaries in the bedroom can be very helpful in life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that happened again in this book where, like, it wasn't necessarily boundaries, but she felt um, precious, felt really valued by Mike and Callie, and that made her like value herself more, and that made her stand up to Laura when yeah. she wasn't when her friend like wasn't treating her well. She was like yeah. better able to be honest and like stand up for herself yeah. because she had these other people that made her like realize her value, which I just thought was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a really healthy relationship all around. I just feel like everyone was very thoughtful about how everyone was feeling. We didn't even talk about, but there was like a moment where we we already said like they were like really into texting each other and mm-hmm. hardly went any time without texting folks. And then Mike and Precious were kind of off the radar for a minute and they didn't realize they were both off the radar simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a real struggle for Callie, Callie, but she was able to get through it because, well, one, she has a therapist and she was able to, like, kind of. So she had some like, coping techniques and everything. Yeah, exactly. But also because she was able to, like, ground herself in their relationship monumentally. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This book was, like, a real PSA for throuples and, <laughs> and therapy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I certainly feel sold on this. <laughs> I do, too. I think we're going to have to, like, put some ads on Craigslist or something. I don't know. I think there are better ways, but... <laughs> you can tell me. <laughs> Is that not the place to go for a woman? <laughs> I mean, it could be. You gotta you gotta um, spread the word in many ways. You know, the marketing strategy. We yeah. are in the market for thruple action. Yeah. Sounds really fun. I guess we'll just put out the word for each other, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, do you want a boyfriend and a girlfriend? Because I know some people. I know some people. <laughs> you know what? The other reason why we need to be more accepting about this is because one of the biggest disadvantages in this time is, like, like even thinking practically for you and me, like, we're married we can't marry a third person legally, which mm-hmm. means that they can't join our health care. They can't be, like, tax beneficiaries. That's they so can't true. That's, be... like, a real impediment. Yeah. So And, like, a real impediment to making all three people feel equal. Exactly. Yeah. So that's an, we, we need to, like, rethink all of that stuff, too. I mean, we need to in a minute. Universal health care, first of all. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, I'll say it louder. Universal health care, first of all. Please. <laughs> Jesus. We all want it. I feel like everybody knows we want it at this point, and we just won't fucking... Joe, come on, Joe Biden. Like, fucking do something. Just anybody. Anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah. I hope that I live to see a time when we can, like, just treat... We don't have to have, like, these very binary ideas of, like, who is a value in your life. Man, I really agree. Especially because, like, I do know so many people who are single in their 30s and feeling like their life is over and like they're never gonna find somebody because like everything is so couple centric and everybody like finds their person by the time they're like 24 which is obviously not true no but definitely can feel that way yeah and women have their like biological clock which is but if Mm -hmm. you know that you can just add someone to your relationship who can have the baby for you and that could be your baby too it just it's just the possibilities that like we just do not acknowledge as a society and just all the different ways that like we could be in relationships and love each other yeah we shouldn't be hindering any loving relationships at all that's the main thing that we need i really liked that her friend laura was not like judgmental when she i thought she would be super judgmental yeah precious's Um, brother wasn't either yeah, like, yeah, I was duh. surprised. But yeah, it's like very obvious <laughs> that she's like in a relationship with them at that point. <laughs> I feel like it could shock some people though cuz they just like oh, sure. couldn't even conceptualize like it wouldn't even occur to them yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh, what a good book. Highly recommend, obviously. Definitely. Um so should we talk about we might um hopefully our next episode? Yeah will be Whore of New York. Yeah. I forget the author, though. Her last name is Rue. And, well, I will write it in the show notes. Yes. <laughs> but hopefully that'll be our next book. Hopefully we'll crank it out before the end of the year. Yeah. But no promises, because this is casual. This is casual, <laughs> and, yeah, we just, even if we promised, we We just do what we can. Yeah. <laughs> this is free content. Yeah. So. That's what we do. Yeah. Awesome. Fun for us. Fun for other people, too, hopefully. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's it. All right. Well, then, go forth and masturbate. And maybe find yourself a friend. Yeah, to (laughs) masturbate with. Or get some audio (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody should, honestly. I'm very obsessed with it.